We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. in the chat once again hit that thumbs up button for you boys cp jd sports talk in the building the knicks weekly recap aka the sunday pod but we're doing it on monday because we played yesterday and uh, on these shows we recap the week that was knicks the good bad the ugly and all that in between we'll also do our game of the week preview tonight's preview we're going to talk Knicks versus Bulls with special guest Corey Talba, the Hardwood Herald, friend of the program. And then we'll go around the league, talk about uh, a couple of highlights around the league this week, man. So let's get into it. As usual, this show is presented by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and to promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. We got Dave on the boards. Taking the calls, we'll also take your phone calls, 657-383-1509 is the number to call, or you could hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. JD, how you feeling, man? How was your weekend, bro? Well, uh, I'm feeling good today. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes after a, we're reviewing the week, so it was yeah. a two-in-one week. So, you know, we're over 500. Yeah. Uh, and coming off a tough loss. So last night it was it was it was a little tough. Yeah. But today's a new day. And, and you, you know, just like a professional athlete, I'm locked in. Saw some interviews today with with the, a few players and okay. the coach. And after hearing the team, you know, my energy now, my focus is shifting on You're this good. coming week. I think it's an important week for, for the team. That's good, man, because it was like a funeral in here uh, uh, yesterday, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, first loss of the season, it's like we don't know how to act. 
Yeah. We're losing it now. I'm I'm here. I'm getting I'm getting messages on on Instagram. This is the Hawks series all over again. I mean, game three out of eighty two. It's the Hawks series all over again. I don't know what's going on with RJ. What's going on? Julius is shooting too much. I mean, you know, you you know what what, what it is is a little bit of of just the expectations going into this season, <laughs> right? Through the uh, roof, the hype. Uh, the anticipation, you know, we talked about on the first game on our pregame show at Mustangs, Harry, about was this one of the most anticipated seasons yeah. since maybe 2012 or 2013. So and that's just you and I feeling that way. Imagine the thousands and thousands of Knicks fans feeling similar to, to, to that feeling. Yeah. So you can just imagine the energy that the fan base has brought and especially after that opening night at the Garden. It was big, man. You know, where you saw some incredible performances. Um, and, you know, you're going into it thinking the next two games that, you know, okay, we're going to start 3-0. and Yeah. Um, and then we, 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 we had a little bit of a step back, and yeah. now the sky is falling. So I agree with you, man. It's, it's 3 of 82. People have to put perspective on it. Um, and there's 79 more games to be 79 played. 79 so more, people. If, if, you were, if, if you put your heart out there in every game, you're going to need a pacemaker. Trust me. Trust me, man. You're going to have to tune that up because this is Cardi. They don't call them the Cardiac Knicks for nothing. So you better hold on, buckle up, and get ready for a long, long season. But uh, nevertheless, bro, listen, there was, there was a lot of good things to to uh look at when we review this week i mean when you look at the schedule obviously we know there's, there's gonna be some some you know tough sledding ahead and yes we did want to go three and oh but look we went two and one on that campaign you got a good win against a, a celtic team that you figure is going to be right there neck and neck with you all year you know if everybody stays healthy you got a nice double overtime win and a thriller at msg to, to kick the season off dropping 136 points no less then you go into Orlando, you wash them up, and, and then you have a letdown game. Uh, listen, I, I think all in all, there's more positive for me to take away uh, than negative in this week. There's a lot more positive than negative for me to take away. Right, and if you want to look at a certain uh, you know, perspective here, uh, you can look at that Celtics game. Like I know we're coming off the Orlando loss, but... You know, listen, it happens with with the best of them, too. You know, at the end of the day, I, you know, you want to, at the end of the day, this Knicks team is going to be evaluated on how we do against that top tier to mid tier teams. You know, we talk about the Celtics were one of those teams, you know, the Bulls are going to be one of those teams, Mm -hmm. you know, the Sixers, like the Hawks, you know, Indiana, Miami, like. I'm sure Nick fans want to play well against those teams. And so we got yeah. one out the way and we just had a setback against a team that's, you know, going to be in the lottery. And I understand that, Hey, listen, yes, no excuses. You want to beat the teams that you're supposed to, but I'm also encouraged by how we fought in that yeah. first game at the garden. And listen, you know, I'm looking at some of these statistics here in terms of, you know, only three game sample size, but the Knicks are in the top end of a lot of these offensive numbers and like we mentioned, they haven't even played their best yet. There's a yeah. couple of players on the team that haven't reached their potential yet. We have a couple of players that are struggling. We have a couple of key players that are struggling. And all in all, 
it compiles a thriller double overtime win against uh, what looks to be a pretty good team. And we know we split one and one um, against the Orlando Magic. It's a two and one week. You know, let's go two and one again. And now we're two games over 500. You keep doing it that way. Next thing you know, you're going to have a very good season. You got to string them together. And, and I said 138 against the Seas, 136 against the Seas. We put up 138. In a game that, I mean, I, I felt like, you know, yes, it was the first game of the season, but I felt like you really saw the, the potential of this offense right then mm-hmm. and there early. Obviously, he was going to be spearheaded by Julius, 35-9-8. and eight. You know, monster game. You had Mitch, 11 points, 17 boards, which, and, and Mitch has carried that through through each game. You know, getting on the glass, showing his defensive presence, intimidating, blocking shots. You know, Mitch's defense has been on point, five of five in that, in that opener. You had 10 from Kemba, 32, obviously, from Fournier, who went crazy in, in the OT and double OT, 19 for RJ. OB with 14, and you didn't even have a great game from Rose. I mean, still an efficient, you know, not even efficient. He had nine points, five of dimes, but, you know, Rose and, and Burks go off. This, this offense could be lethal, man. So I still thought even even uh, despite the the um, the tough loss last night, listen, I thought you saw some potential in this offense even in the first two games. Right, and and that using that game, and, and not only the final score, not the fact that we went to double overtime and and all that stuff, but yeah. also it's it's the way that we played, that you know when this team is going to be at his highest peak offensively, I'm sure Tom Thibodeau is going to want to see a lot of what he saw against the Celtics. For example, Obi, Obi in that game showed you an element that he can bring to the team when he's coming off the bench and yeah. he's you know he's leaking out after uh, after shots. He's he's running. He's uh, you know he's active. He's playing defense, you know, the two-man game between Evan Fournier and Randall. We saw that against the Celtics. We saw a little bit of everything. Rose coming late and and being, you know, being the closer. So I think that Celtics game, in terms of the way that we played offensively, you know, as the season goes along, Tibbs is going to want us to peak somewhere near that. Um, and, and if we do, we're going to be very, very difficult to defend. I mean, this team, you know, still has it's three games, you know, and that's why I'm so interested to see how we respond this week, because now this week, you know, we have some competition coming some up tests. and yeah. and and it's going to give us an early test. And I'm interested to see how we play, you know, what type of play calls are being called? How is the offense being called? And hopefully, listen, I want to get a couple of close games as well mm-hmm. um, just to see, you know, just to get the team to gain some of that uh, experience, like, you know, against the Celtics. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and one of the positives, as you mentioned to me, was that uh, was that chemistry that was on display between Julius and Fournier. We saw a lot of it in the double overtime against the Celtics. Uh, the stat that came out was that Julius had passed it to Fournier 20 times in that game. We saw it again in Orlando when they were playing very well off each other. You know, Julius finding Fournier, Fournier moving well off the ball, off of the uh, the screens like he usually does. Julius finding him for some nice corner threes. Julius getting some easy buckets in the pick and roll, something that I want to see more often because we have so many playmakers that can get him going. But you saw that with Fournier. He, he and Julius connecting on, on two couple nice plays in, in Orlando uh, to get Julius going downhill. And so uh, that was certainly... Uh, um, a positive for me because again Fournier what he can bring to this offense is not just a reliable three-point shooter but the playmaking which is going to be critical especially in our half-court offense 
but you're also looking at a guy that can get us going in transition as well. So when he's on, uh, this offense is certainly on as well. And 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 that's going to be one of the key the key elements. You know, I think Alec Burks is a little bit of an X factor because you saw, for example, against Orlando, you know. Um, Tibbs tried to go with a combination of him and RJ. Um, I've always said that I think Alec Burks is a slightly better defender yeah. uh, than Evan Fournier because of his lateral quickness. Um, mm-hmm. Alec Burks can can defend, uh, you know, quicker guards a little bit better than Fournier in terms of keeping the the player in front of him. So, mm-hmm. him having that advantage, if he's on, then you, you talk about a bench that has Derrick Rose. You know, you have quickly that you're trying to get going. Um, there's a lot of options. Obi, Alec Burks is like, you know, a special ingredient um, to this team because even though he's coming off the bench, he is a player that Tom Thibodeau has already shown that he has confidence in, you know, leaving him out there in closing situations. Yeah. Um, and, and Burks is a versatile player. So depending on how the game goes, he can play multiple positions for you um, and you can take some risk throwing him out there in different, you know, positions. So Alec Burks to me is a very important player for this team. Yeah. Um, you know, with every team uh, has certain players that if they get going, then the rest of the team is hard to defend. And yeah. he is one of those elements. If him and Rose get going together, I don't know how you stop this next match. That's a fact. And I think it's contagious, man. And, and I appreciate you uh, bigging up my guy, Burks. Um, as a member of the you Burks set me Hive. up, man. Yeah, as a member of the Burks I, I, Hive, I, I, I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, look, it's all. I think it's contagious, man. I felt like the hot shooting the first two games was contagious, and I thought them breaking away in the in the last game was contagious. I mean, you, you had R.J. Fournier and Burks, you know, shoot putrid, putrid percentages, and yet and still they they almost had a chance to win the game. So. Um, again, there's a lot of scoring depth there in this lineup, and I think there'll be a lot more good days and bad. We just, we just, they just caught us on an off night. Another good, I feel like, was has been Derrick Rose, man, because he's been um, really, really solid running the second unit, and again, a, a, a reliable closing option. You know, Rose, Rose was great, great man. I think he had 14, average 14 and five over the week, 58 percent from downtown shooter numbers is super super efficient bro um he's he's just spry man and and he's getting everybody going he's got the chemistry going with obi you automatically see the pace quicken when rose is in the game and that's benefiting everybody on that second unit including obi or especially obi in that second unit i I thought rose has been uh phenomenal this week He's, he's had a great week yeah, and he's he's uh, continuing to build off an outstanding season last season with the Knicks, where yeah. he shot forty one percent from three. He talked about that today um, in one of his you know in his player interviews about you know the evolution of his three point shot, where he said he's always felt he's been capable, but feeling that you're capable and actually executing it is two different things, and mm-hmm. that's what he's been doing since he's become a Nick. Um, and right now he's at fifty eight percent. Uh, from three and you know they're all been is they they felt like all his threes have been important threes yeah, you know and, yeah. and and that's been one of the key things you know we talk about Derrick Rose closing games but it's also Derrick Rose throughout the whole game CP it just seems like from the moment he comes in he's been great 
every single, you know, everything that he contributes is timely. It's important. Yeah. It either leads to runs. It leads to rhythm. Yeah. It just leads to effective play. It's winning effective, basketball. Yeah. Um, and we saw against uh, the Celtics when, you know, Kemba, I believe that game played 36, 37 minutes. And Rose comes in for like, you know, a few possessions because uh, Thibodeau inserted him late, mm-hmm. hits that teardrop. And, you know, he closes the game. Um, And this is what I've been saying about him. You know, we did the show and I felt that, you know, he is an MVP like player for the Knicks because I just feel that, you know, as you can see with the Hawks series, as you can see now with the letdown against uh, the Magic, he still played well. Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose is not phased by pressure situations. Derrick Rose is not phased by, you know, bad play. He continues to persevere. And he is a player that just excels, um, you know, whenever the team is, is needs him, you mm-hmm. know, he responds. And so I'm excited about um, his season, um, three games. He's played all three. Um, he looks healthy. Yeah. He looks, looks bright. Looks great, man. Um, he's been active defensively. Um, all, all in all, you know, it, now, now let's see how Thibodeau manages him. You know, you, you kind of want to keep him the way you have him. But, you know, let's see how Kemba plays and, and let's yeah. see how Thibodeau manages the rotation. But but Rose has been outstanding. No no doubt about it. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CPJD on the ones and twos on the Knicks weekly recap. Um, hit that like button. Call us up, 657-383-1509. As I said, we, we're just recapping the week, the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to get into our Knicks versus Bulls game of the week preview going up against a hot Bulls team right now, probably one of the hottest in the NBA right now. They were just washing up the Magic tonight. I'm not sure. I mean, the the, the Raptors tonight, I'm not sure what the score is right now in the fourth quarter because I know the Raptors did cut it a little bit, but uh, that, that Bulls team is playing well. They're up two. Oh, up 11 two. 11 seconds. 110 to 108. I wow. Have here okay. All right. With 11 seconds to go. Interesting. Not, not sure who has possession, but yeah, yeah, man. down to the wire. Uh, Russell, See, that's the NBA. That's, that's the, the NBA, NBA for you. Yeah, because they were damn near by twenty something last time I checked. So that that's the NBA, man. Game of runs. This is why. This is why Tibbs ain't playing the kids, man. He's he's going. He's going starters and rotation plays for full forty eight minutes, man, because he can't take the chance. Uh, shout out Russell Whiskey sent a super chat. He says yesterday's loss meant that we got to trade everyone by the coaching staff and bring back Fisdale. Yeah, that was basically the tone of the chat yesterday, man. We were down bad. Yeah. You know, we were definitely yeah. down bad. But um, I mean, we, we wouldn't have a team today, I guess, yeah. if the fans got what they wanted because they wanted half the team traded. Yeah, so. no, no question. No question, man. Um, another highlight, as I said, as was Mitch. And I think one highlight is that he got through this week. <laughs> healthy i think this is gonna be our 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 tune every week cp like man got through it got through this week healthy after two scares against the magic home in the road but while he was on the court man like i said i mean we saw it with our own eyes against the celtics in the home opener just the way his his presence was felt on the defensive end changing shots you know intimidating shots altering shots blocking shots at the rim you know, Mitch was great, man. Averaging 12 rebounds on the season thus far. Had a perfect night against the Seas, 5 for 5. Obviously, you want to see the guards get him going a little bit more. But so far, I, I think Mitch has been every bit of, of what we've missed um, last year when he went down. And it's funny because he he's right now he's averaging, uh, you know, again, 
small sample size yeah. we understand but he's averaging a career high in fouls with 4.3 fouls per game he's mm-hmm. never been that close mm-hmm. uh his his other high was 3.3 and that was his rookie year mm-hmm. you know we talked a lot about you know mitch being you know making sure that he's he's in foul trouble is is does he have a little bit more freedom to kind of just be him mm-hmm. um um you know because what that has resulted in is a career high in rebounds at yeah. 12 rebounds per game even if he you know, if that goes down one or two rebounds at 10, that's still a career high. He has a good opportunity this season to average double digit rebounds for the mm-hmm. first time in his career and even get to 10 points, maybe and, and average a, a clear cut double double in a contract year. So, you know, things are and 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 here's the thing. He's he's getting um, he's he's averaging uh, double digit rebounds to start the season. Mm-hmm. I think that's more impressive because you're talking about a guy that came in in the last preseason game, had 27 minutes out the jump, yeah. right? And now he's averaging 32 minutes in his first three games. NCP, he is still not where he needs to yeah, be yeah. from a conditioning He's just getting up to speed. Shape. He's just getting up to speed, yeah. You know, we, we talked about what we're going to look at early on is – you know how is his his jumping ability? How 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 was has his athleticism look? And to me, he's getting a little stronger and stronger as each game progresses. And he has a big matchup. Yeah, uh, he has two big matchups uh, this week against you know Joel Embiid and and, and Vucevic. So I, you know I, this is going to be a big you know an important week for him. And I think we're going to see this week what we've already known and we we already seen, but we're going to definitely see it this week. While he is to me the X factor of this team this yeah, season, no question, no question about it. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, the player of the week, player of the week, we gotta go with Julius. You know the, the numbers speak for themselves, man. Twenty eight points per game, eleven boards, six dimes. Didn't shoot it that well from three as he did uh, starting the year off, but we'll see how he, you know, see if he can catch up. But there's no doubt, man. Leading off with the with the 35 point game against the Celtics in double OT and then crushing the magic in, in the uh in the first matchup on the on the road. You know, Julius was certainly uh certainly the workhorse for us, man. 28 points per game, 11 rebounds per game and 6 dimes for Julius. Um the stat of the week, JD, was obviously the three-point shot. Through the first 3 games last year, we attempted 28 threes and that we got that up to 49 threes this year. 12 three-pointers three pointers made per game through the first 3 games last year. 18 on average this year through the first 3 games. Average 43% from downtown last year, 37% from beyond the arc this year, man. Well, what's your take on uh, a healthy healthy dose of threes this year by by Tibbs, man? <laughs> And listen, where you know that forty nine attempts is is you know number one in the NBA right now, yeah. and and by a margin, you know mm-hmm. the second second highest team is at forty six yeah. at this moment. So we're we're three full threes ahead of the second team, mm-hmm. um, and, and and that goes to show you know we're the third highest scoring team in terms of points per game in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the offensive t- of stats we're within the top ten, uh, and and you know. <laughs> Listen, 
Derrick Rose said 37 or 40. He didn't say 45 <laughs> to 50. So I don't know. I don't know if he, if, if you know, he juked us a little bit yeah. and, and they tried to, you know, kind of ease up the fan base. And then they said, all right, we're, we're, we're going ham because mm-hmm. they're definitely uh, making a major uh, adjustment. I'm actually slightly surprised that, you know, Tibbs is, is with that many threes. I mean, yeah. I, maybe the games have just played out that way, CP, but I don't know because you're looking at some of these first halves they they had 23 attempts their last game against the Celtics they had about 19 threes in the first half so mm-hmm. this is not something that you know it's developing late in games or in the second half from the jump you know they're attempting a ton of threes so that tells you this is this is who they're going to be mm-hmm. it seems like uh so on the positive side um as i mentioned because of the potential defensive deficiencies that they may have in the perimeter, you have to figure out a way how to counter that. So do we emphasize scoring a little bit? Do we figure out ways to, we can just score more points than the other team. And you know what they say, three is more than two on the other end. They're going to have to, you know, kind of be careful that they don't fall into just a three point barrage every time, you know, every game is different CP. So you're going to have to adjust to the game rhythm. But as of right now, Hey, you know, fans wanted more threes. Yeah. So, and this is the, you know, it's funny last year it was like, we got to shoot more threes. And this season, you know, we lost the last game. Everybody's Live like, by the three, die threes. by the three. We're shooting too many threes, man. <laughs> I mean, look, that's just how it's going to go, man. That's just how it's going to go. You're going to have nights like you had in Orlando, and you're going to have nights like you had last night against Orlando in terms of, uh, you know, either shots falling, shots. It's make or miss league, man. And, and what we saw yesterday, look, I, what I like about the first three games in terms of our three-point shot attempts is that they are quality threes. You know, we're, we're not just running down the court and chucking. We're, we're yeah. trying to get good shots. In the first two games, we were moving the ball well. We were setting ourselves up to get some nice, high-quality threes. In the first two games, we were draining them. Now, we were still getting open looks last night. They weren't falling. And o- overall, yeah. I didn't like, you know, we just didn't have much rhythm in, in those games. And so, you know, the, the, the shots weren't falling. So... As a counter to that, like you said, we've got to figure out other ways to get buckets, other ways to score. And number one, that's going to be through the free throw line. And I thought, you know, Julius did a good job of of doing that last night, even though uh, the histories weren't falling. He went two for 10 from downtown. So, Hmm. you know, that's a big one right there. But he still got to the free throw line 14 times and cashed in 12. So that's the way to do it. RJ, only one attempt. Fournier, only one attempt. Kemba, no attempts. You know, D. Rose, one attempt. These are, you know, Burks, three attempts. You know, the, these are guys that you're going to want to put pressure on the rim and try to draw some contact. So, you know, Julius definitely tried to make up for it. But uh, overall, you know, when the shots aren't falling, we got to try to get to the line and get some easier high percentage buckets. And, and the, the Knicks right now are second to last in free throw percentage. In the got to make your free throws, man. 65%, so. man. Yeah, 65%. That, so, that's not going to get it for you. You know, they, we don't have Shaq on our team. So why are we shooting free throws like right. that? You know right. what I mean? So, and, and, and what's slightly surprising is, as you mentioned, it's, it's the guys that are missing free throws are relatively good free throw shooters, you know? And, and what happens is, is that 
when you look at individual free throw numbers, right? Fournier will miss one. Burks may miss one. Mm-hmm. Randall will miss two. Individually, you, you could just say, oh, he only missed one free throw. And that play only missed one free throw. But as a team, it adds up. And next thing you know, you're playing a game and you've missed nine, eight free throws in yeah. a team. And you you just can't have that. Can't have so, it. So, uh, you know, they, 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 that's – in we can talk negative and then we can turn it into a positive because that's mm-hmm. a negative, but I don't expect that to be like, I don't expect with the shooters that this team has, I don't expect them to be second to last in free throw percentage, yeah. which, which is an indicator again of they haven't reached their full potential yet because what happens when they start hitting those free throws and now there's less pressure on them in these close games because they're getting to the line, they're hitting free throws. You know, what, what is that? What is that going to look like? So you know, we still haven't seen the Knicks at full peak yet. Um, I don't think we're going to see it. You know, I, going into the season, I'm always a 20 points, a 20 games guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, let's 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 look at 20 game sample. And then from there, we'll start to see what this yeah. team is going to look like. Um, and, you know, and, and, and see how it happens in terms of just, you know, overall play. They just have to, you know, get it together, mm-hmm. play better this week. Um, and it's a fun week. I think they're going to respond this week, CP, just yeah. because. I think they'll respond tomorrow. I think they'll respond is, tomorrow against Philly. I think I think they'll revert back to, you know, the team that came, that came out against dogs. the Celtics. You need dogs. And, yep. yeah, and I think they'll respond. Now, in terms of your point on the three-point shots, you know, we saw the game against the Celtics. And as you've been saying, you know, I think this is what's going to happen all year because of the spacing that this team has created. And that was a big point that everyone was talking mm-hmm. about in preseason was look at the spacing, look at the type of shots they're getting. Well, you and I saw Evan Fournier had a tremendous game, but he missed a few wide open Bunch. threes. Yeah. Obi, yeah. Obi, that game had a great game. I think it was 14 points he had and no he, hit, he didn't make a three Yeah, and yeah. he had good looking threes. So, you know, even in a game where they scored so many points, they still had the misses that they missed were right. still quality shots. And I yeah. think with Tibbs, he's been consistent in that. Listen, I don't mind shooting the threes as long as they're quality, quality. threes in an 82 game season. Everything evens out. And yeah. if you're a good shooter, it ends up working out for you. Yeah, quality, man. That's all it's about, bro. Quality threes. You know, you don't want to be out there chucking. That leads to long rebounds. And then your transition defense, your defense overall, you're putting a, your defense at a disadvantage. That's what you don't want to do. So, uh, you know, they, they got to be quality threes. Now, on the defensive side of things, all right, last night wasn't our night. Uh, <laughs> opening night, again, you gave 130-something points to the Cs. You had Jalen Brown almost drop a 50-burg on you. Got lucky that Tatum didn't get off. You give RJ some credit there. You also saw, saw that Tatum missed some, some open ones, some bunnies as well. My concern, which has always been the concern, which is going to be a concern, as I've said, which is why I've pushed it to, to, to 46, is the perimeter defense, specifically at the point of attack, specifically Kemba, and secondarily D. Rose. Uh, you know, you had Cole Anthony go off last night, 29 points. Uh, was it 18 rebounds, 16 and 18 rebounds? This just absolutely dominated us. Are, are you concerned? Are you are you concerned, man, from, from a defensive standpoint? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm slightly, I'm, I'm concerned, but I'm not as concerned as the fan base is um, because I just think that, you know, even with all that, 
we still had an opportunity to go three and out. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, it's a win loss, make miss league. And, and when you look around the NBA, I mean, I, I was watching the game yesterday. Davion Mitchell, who's had an outstanding start He's defensively. Yeah. You know, Curry's doing what he wants. You know what I mean? Like, this is a league that who really, it's tough to play defense. And yeah. I understand that with this team, because we don't have that superstar, because we don't have, you know, that that elite, elite, elite talent that can overpower teams. We're that gritty team. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a Tom Thibodeau team. So, you know, we're going to look at the defense. But, again, you see the three-point shots. That's how they're going to counter this, this season, mm-hmm. CP. And as a fan base, we're just going to have to adjust to the fact that, you know, what's the solution? So, so you're going to bench Kemba and start McBride? That's not going to happen. Yeah. This is going to be Alfred Payton all over again, just the other way around. I fully expect Kemba to be the starter all season, right? As long as he's healthy, mm-hmm. I don't think that all of a sudden Tibbs is going to change it up. No, I don't he think he didn't do it with Alfred Payton. What do you think he's you think he's going to do it with Kemba Walker? That's yeah. not going to happen. So, what the Knicks are going to have to do, what Tom Tibbs is going to have to do, is you're going to have to figure out minutes. Right. How many minutes you ultimately want Kemba to play and then maximize, find a way to maximize those minutes. Mm -hmm. That's why I would like going forward for Kemba to be more aggressive offensively in the minutes that he's out there. Um, Him, you know, become more of a playmaker for us um, so that we maximize his minutes. And okay, if teams are scoring on us, you know then we're scoring on them and, and and we're attacking the perimeter as well because to mm-hmm. be honest if you're asking me what's the solution we don't have uh you know we have a rookie we have a few rookies on the bench that can play defense but i just don't expect them to be starters yeah so at the end of the day we are going to have to rely on Mitchell Robinson. We're going to have to rely on Nerlens Noel to give us the rim protection to cover for those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to have to hope that we just do enough. I talked about this. Can we get just enough? I don't need Alfred Payton defense or whoever. From Kemba, I just need just enough. Yeah. From Rose, I just need just enough. And I, I'm just confident in the offense to overcome that. Um Playoffs, that's a different story because it becomes a matchup game. So I'm concerned, but I'm not as concerned as everyone else because I just want to see a little bit more games. Let's see how this week goes. Yeah, and then yeah. and then maybe on next week's show, we can I can I can elaborate. Hit the, hit, hit the panic button a little bit, just a little bit. Just just raise the alert level <laughs> just, just a notch. Um, you know, last year this this defense was great in protecting the paint. You know, they were topping the league in opponents' points in the paint. They were topping the league in opponents' three point percentage, three points three pointers made. Uh, top of the league in in opponents' uh, points per game and and effective field goal percentage. So I think a lot of that <clears throat> is going to depend on um, how we play as a team. As you said, a lot of it is team defense, right? You know, there's a lot of dogs in this league. You're not going to shut too many people down. But when it does break down at the point of attack, I think it's going to be key for for the other defenders, in particular our wing defenders, Julius, to you know help in in in, in collapsing into the paint. You know what I mean? Collapsing into the paint and preventing those high percentage shots. And then again, when when they kick it out to three, trying to get out there or to force some some bad some you know untimely three point shots. 
you know, some tough three-point shots, make it hard for the opposing team. And I think, you know, it's, it's going to rely on the, the team defense in particular because, you know, Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony was cooking Kemba all night long. He, he just can't stay in front of anybody, which is going to be a, a big concern. The size right. concern and, is also going to be an issue, bro. Right. And, 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 you know, when you look around the NBA, um, there's not – I mean, maybe the Miami Heat, uh, people were talking about the Celtics being this amazing defense, and you saw how many points we put up on them um, opening night. Yeah. Right? And so what happens is you're not going to have a starting five of all defenders. You know, like you're not. You're just it, – it, it's it's very rare to have, you know, the Detroit Pistons defense. You know, like you're just not. But what you can do, and this is why my expectations are, are of RJ – and Mitch, those two guys have to be our leaders defensively. Mm-hmm. And Randall can't be too lagging behind. He has to be right there, yeah. too. You know, I understand he, he has to take a lot of the offense. So, um, you know, you mix and match with him. But RJ, who talked a lot today in his press conference about, you know, that's his focus. He wants to be, he said today, he wants to be all NBA first team, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. second team. Not thirteen. He not mentioned. He wants to make. So if you want to be the guy, RJ, you can't allow you know Terrence Ross to score twenty two points. I didn't know. I understand all twenty two weren't on him. Yeah. But you you, you got to accept the challenge, and you know a Miami Heat team they rely on Jimmy Butler. They rely on on Bam. You know every team relies on two or three players mm-hmm. that have to be your leaders, and they can make up for a player or two being weak. Deficient on yeah. this team. Yeah. That's why I expect RJ and Mitch to be leaders. Noel off the bench. Th- that's the only way that it's going to have to yeah, happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, CP, we're going to have to put more responsibility on other players team to defense. make up for their teammates. Mm-hmm. That's why it's team basketball. No, no question. No question. The, the team defense is going to be crucial. And and look, man, we, we know Ross is capable of, capable of that. You know, he's Darren Schwartz. He did it to us last year uh, uh, against the Knicks. What was it? The MLK game. Was it the MLK yeah. game where he got it going? We all know Terrence Ross is capable of it. And Terrence Ross is one of the better tough shot shooters in the league in terms of scoring over close defenders. He can get it done. He can get you a right. bucket with a hand in his face. That he, That's what he's capable of doing. So last night was just one of his nights. Conversely, when he was at home against us, he didn't do anything. So he's just one of those microwave type of players that, uh, you know, can be a pain in the neck for you when he when he gets it going. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on uh, on Tuesday when RJ's got to go up against, you know, he's probably going to have to be checking Tobias. So let, let's see. Let's see how he fares. And that, that's it's going to have to come on those matchups, because when you, you look at the box scores around the NBA, all these point guards, man, this league has so much talent at yeah. that point guard position. It, it's going to be difficult for I mean, I understand people, you know, Alfred Pay was a good defender, but it's not like Alfred Pay was shutting guys down. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, p- people still get their numbers. You have to just win a few other positions. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. To, RJ has to win his position. Mitch has to win his position. And the Knicks have to, you yeah. know, just keep shooting them threes and, and be efficient. And that's that's going to be the recipe for them to win games. And, and as you say with Mitch, it's also rebounding. That's why his rebounding is so, is so key, you know, to limit the opponent's second chance opportunities. So, 
Uh, certainly some things to look at there. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CPJD Sports Talk on the ones and twos. Knicks re- weekly recap. We're going to get into our Knicks versus Bulls game of the week preview in just a minute. Uh, we're going to take some calls as well. Shout out my guy, Junior Caroma sends a super chat. He says, salute CP. Salute JD. You guys do a phenomenal job, man. Love the show. I try to donate every show. Salute to Ashley and CK2K. Got to bounce back. Yeah, we got to bounce back tomorrow, man. Big game tomorrow. Big game tomorrow. Um, offensively, uh, before we get to the phones, offensively, I think for, you know, obviously some there's some guys that you're still waiting to get going. You still want to see my guy Burks uh, string together two good games. You still want to see quickly get going. He got going against Orlando in Orlando, dropped 16 points. It was very efficient from three. You know, he's doing the whole one-eye thing. All right, you know, all of that was cool. Um, but, you know, it wasn't effective in the the first game against the season and not really in in this last game against the magic so definitely want to see quickly get back up to to get back up to speed and and really you know um and and really fortify that second unit it can't just be rose you know quickly and burks have to come through for us so that's going to be huge and then for kemba you know i'm going to wait and see i want to see how he continues to gel with the starting lineup in particular with julius but i also feel like he, 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 so far, you haven't seen enough of the burst, enough drives for me to put pressure on the rim to really, you know, help get things going. Um, so that's going to be something that, that I want to see going forward. It's only three games. It's only the first week. But I'm just watching to see how he's moving out there. Can he get us downhill in pick and roll situations and and uh, and just really generate some some good offense in the half court? Yeah, and that's why I just want to give him time uh, because – Okay, he's not going to have the burst that he had in Charlotte. Fine. But <laughs> this is a guy that, even with the knee issue, was averaging over 23 points per game mm-hmm. in his last 10 games as a Boston Celtic. And 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 he had the offseason to get better. Um, so, you know, like I said, Derrick Rose has learned how to take that, you know, evolve his game without having that mm-hmm. elite burst that he once had. So... I just want. I just. I just have to give Kemba more time. I. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't just hit the panic button. Three games in. I mean, he was four of eight yesterday. That's fifty percent. You know, a lot of players make money. You're gonna make a lot of money if you shoot fifty percent mm-hmm. um, in games this season. So, but I, it, it's the rhythm. It's the flow. It's not there yet. Um, and also, like I said, you know, Tibbs has to help him out too because it seems like we're running a lot still through Randall. Yeah. As I mentioned, I would like to. I would like the team to put him in more of those playmaking situations. Um, let him, you know, kind of dictate a little bit of the offense here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want him to be aggressive and then see how that looks. You know, I want to give him a fair opportunity um, and, and and then go from there. But this is his new, this is a new team too. So above the whole history stuff and the injury, just naturally, this guy is on a new team and this is game three of of you know him being around the new just new personnel and yeah. finding a rhythm so to me three games is just not enough next week we'll have a you know a little bit of a larger sample size and we'll mm-hmm. see how you know how he looks um you know by this time next week well, let's get to the phones and then we'll bring in my guy Corey Tyler with the hardwood herald talk Knicks versus bulls game of the week ari from manhattan kicks us off ari what's going on man Hey, what's up, CP? What's up, JD? How you guys doing? Good, man. How you doing, bro? How you doing, Ari? Shout out to you. I'm, I'm, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I'm. Listen, man. 
I'm not worried at all, man. I'm not worried at all, honestly. Um, after the first Let's few go, games, man. I actually like what I see. I like what I see. Listen, at the end of the day, the Knicks, if the Knicks hit their foul shots and, you know, a couple of buckets go in, the Knicks win that game when they shoot, like, terrible, right? Um, so, you know, I think what happened is the Knicks got cocky. They won two games in a row. Mm-hmm. People in the chat being like, we're going to win 82-0, and you know, talking crap on Twitter, all this stuff. And, you know, <clears throat> I think the Knicks kind of felt themselves a little bit and got a little yeah. too cocky, and they're not good enough to take any team in the NBA lightly. And I think in the long term, this may be um, – a wake-up call and may keep them focused and know that, you know, this won't happen again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, you know, this team kind of reminds me a little bit of the 2015 Hawks with, like, Iso, jo- Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, like a team that's very deep, that has good talent across the board, but not that, like, traditional superstar, mm-hmm. right? And they were so dangerous because you couldn't key in on any one or two guys and you never knew who was going to be to hurt you the next game. We have six or seven guys on this team that could give us 25 points a night. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know who it's going to be. So um, I think when you have that kind of depth, it, it's going to play to our advantage. But um, the two things I just want to talk about real quick is that, like, I just think it's funny how, like, I call in the show, and when Jay, when uh, Julius Randle hits that game winner against Washington, and mm-hmm. I criticize it being a bad shot, I saw Randle's not good basketball, and just because it went in, it doesn't mean it's a good shot. And literally everyone in the chat yesterday is talking about how Iso Randley's taking bad shots, blah, 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 simply because the shot misses. Like, these people don't understand that, like, you have eyes, you watch a basketball game. Just because a shot goes in or a shot misses doesn't mean it's a good play. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, teams could have off shooting nights, and that doesn't mean your rotations are on point and you're playing good defense. Like, use your eyes. Like, for example, mm-hmm. okay, in my opinion, I've been saying this the whole time, I do not think Mitchell Robinson is going to stay healthy this season. I don't see it. The mm-hmm. guy two games in, and he's already got, he's already risking it, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. me saying I don't see it, I don't see him staying healthy, is not me being a hater. That's me calling out the obvious. You guys both know it. We all see it. The guy's like Gumby out there. He's like a baby Bambi over there. He's wobbling around. He jumps <laughs> out to the three-point line like 10 feet in the air. He could easily land on his foot, even though he's not going to reach the ball. He plays reckless, man. Yeah. He plays reckless. I don't think I, I, I think you have to watch out for Mitch and just like, yeah. you know, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think. I, I think he's a very dynamic player, and I, no, I, I hate value, you. but I don't think he's going to stay healthy. I hate, you, man. And, I hate and one you, last thing. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hurry up. I, 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 I just don't. I, you know, JD, you don't know this, but like apparently, when you know people call in the show sometimes when I'm not in the show talking smack about me and I'm just not going to address it anymore because the last time I addressed it, you know, people trying to make a name for themselves. So I know your boys, whoever it is, you know, if he wants to fix my flat tire and drive up from Miami to fix my flat tire oh, and up side, that's okay. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know, go there with that. All right? oh. so, you know, next time do it while I'm in the chat. All right? oh. and, uh, I'm not going to give him any more shine. I'm not going to do any more all of that right. stuff. I promise not to make any other people famous, so it's Ari, over, right? Ari never forgets. That's one thing, man. Appreciate the call, Ari. Ari never forgets, J.D. If he's not live, he's watching the playback, so yeah. he never forgets. He he, never he's forgets. always lurking. He never forgets, man. My guy C. Lee said that, uh, what did he say? He said Ari gives himself a shape up with, with his manscape. <laughs> Ari, Ari wasn't feeling that, man. He was not <laughs> feeling that, man. <laughs> Knicks basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Knicks tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K, 
P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as you go to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices on the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So go to TickPick.com slash TV today and use the promo code TV to save $10 off on your first order. Man, you guys already know I'm circling Knicks versus Hawks Christmas Day at Madison Square Garden, and I know TickPick already has me covered. So go to TickPick.com slash TV and use the promo code TV to save $10 off your first order. Uh, back to the phones, man. JJ from Brooklyn. JJ, what's good? Yo, CP, JD, what's good, fellas? What's good, man? What's How you doing? How you guys oh, doing? No, good. What's going on? Chilling, chilling. What's going on? Chilling. Just waiting for this Clipper uh, Blazers game to start in a few. Pretty mm-hmm. hyped for this one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, so far, man, definitely got to say Rose has impressed me the most. Like you guys were saying, his three-point shot, he's a career 31% three-point shooter. With the Knicks, he's been like Curry out here. So, yeah. it's pretty impressive, man, at this stage of his career to finally be hitting threes. You know, that's subpar 31 percent yeah you know especially for a point guard so really impressive i'm still i'm still frustrated over yesterday man i can't even lie until we win tomorrow we're getting that w tomorrow like that type of game that's like the game god forbid we end up like in the play-in or we just miss getting home court in the first round that's the game we're gonna look back on and be like man remember we were up 13 yeah. at home versus the magic and we blew it you know what i mean so i just hope it's not one of those where like you know, we think of that game at the end of the season and, you know, it just hurt our playoff positioning or whatever. But uh, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's game. The thing that I want to see mm-hmm. is Mitch. Like, this is why Mitch put Mitch on all that weight. Mitch versus Embiid, man. Mitch versus Embiid. Yeah, exactly. This is the type of guy why he put on all that weight. I mean, yeah. nobody stops Embiid, you know, but obviously, he, you know, he he kills everybody. But if you could just – I would just be really impressed if he does a solid job on him. Let's, let's see, you know, for that weight you put on, let's see, yeah. you know, if it's really going to help in this type of matchup. And Busevich, you know, so I'm just really looking forward to Big that ones. matchup, man. R- RJ, I just I just want to see him just improve so bad, man. Like, it's mm-hmm. been a little frustrating. Like, the three-point shot's been off. The creating's still not there. The finishing still really isn't there. But mm-hmm. he's still young. I'm not saying, like, you know, we can't get better. He could obviously get better. And yeah. I think he will. You know, I think because he's got the work ethic, you see it. You know, he's just got to continue to work because he's not the most gifted, right? Like, right. if you see there's nothing that he does, that's like, wow, this kid, you know. Yeah, there's, there's nothing that wows you. Uh, do it, yeah, man. there's nothing that wows you, man. Appreciate the call. But as as he said, it's, it's got to start on the defense with him. And then you hope, first and foremost, you hope the three-point shot is, you know, at least close to where he was last year right maybe you may have a little slight regression a couple points regression but you hope it's still fairly within range of what he gave you last year because that'll certainly lift up the offense but um again you gotta you gotta give him some time man definitely gotta give him some time we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Uh, Will from L.I. Will, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, CPJD? How you guys doing this, uh, this evening? Good, man. Good, man. What's going on? Good, good, good. Chilling, chilling. First off, hey, it was a blast at that home opener. <laughs> Will was, was nice turned up, man. My God, Will. Let, let me tell you something, people at home, man. This is this is why you, you got to come out with us. Tito, I don't know, the, Yeah, this is why you got to uh, come out with us to, to these events, man. Because when Will from LI comes through, win or lose, man, you're going to get your money's worth. All right? Because I don't hey, care listen, if, if, if I don't care if you're one of those fans that's sitting down the whole time. If you're going with Will, you're going to be standing up and going crazy at some point in the game. It was amazing, amazing night, you know. But to get to the game, I'm going to get real yeah, quick. Yeah, I'm a, There's some – okay, and I don't want to sound crazy when I say this. Mm-hmm. When I look at Randall and Fournier and the way they play off each other, I'm not saying it's exactly like it, but mm-hmm. it's Jokic and Murray is. The way that you have a big man in that guard that – Jokic demands a double team. I think Randall demands a double team. And then at that point, it kind of forces the defense to make a decision. So I love that offense between Randall and um, Fournier. I want to see that. I want to see that go. Mm -hmm. The next thing is, I'm not really worried about RJ because RJ, listen, that first game, Jason Tatum was in maximum security prison, and the warden was Young Roman. (laughs) He shut him down defensively. So he got it in him. So I'm not even worried about RJ. The only thing I'm worried about is the OB and Randall lineup. It's great offensively. Mm -hmm. If we lose a little bit on the rebounding, that's the only thing. Between the two, I would hope that OB would be the one getting the rebounds because I I know he can jump out the gym. Mm -hmm. But there he might be prone to injuries. But that's one thing. And the other thing is quickly. I just need Mm -hmm. quickly to get a little bit better. That that second union it, it really worked last year when it was the yeah. when it was the rose and quickly, quickly one yeah, two punch. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I ain't worried about yesterday's game. It is what it is. It's the magic. You know, let me, Mo Wagner, whatever. I don't even know who these players are. <laughs> I ain't worried about that game. It's on to the next. Let's keep it pushing. Fifty burger. Let's go. In the town, JD. Let's get Let's it. Go. Let's get it going, man. Burger. All right. Let's you guys go. have a good one. Appreciate man. it, man. Stay up. Stay up, Will. You know, you know what I just realized, uh, CP, that I talked about, you know, the two leaders defensively are going to be Mitch and RJ. And, you know, Will was talking about RJ. Yo, they both have some big weeks this week. Big you know, week. RJ, big week. You know, you're talking about RJ, Tobias, 
You're talking about RJ, Levine, Levine and DeRozan. DeRozan. See who he guards there, but either or is a tough matchup. Who's right? guarding Ingram? And then, who's guarding Ingram? And then who's this guarding week? Brandon Ingram? Right? Who's, who's coming in hot? And then Mitch. Mitch has uh, uh, Embiid. Yeah. He has Vucevic. Yeah. And then he has Valanciunas. Yeah. So, so you talk about, and, and it's funny because those three centers are also, you know, low post centers. Yeah. You know, they like, yeah. they like to be a little bit physical. They so, like to bang. They like know, to bang, man. <laughs> RJ's, RJ's ambitions to be a defender is going to be tested. Big time. And Mitch's, you know, off season regimen, getting, you know, adding that weight. That's yeah. also going to yeah. be tested to see how strong he really yeah. is. And, and, and so technique for Mitch is going to be important so he doesn't get in foul trouble and he's able to actually maximize his off-season work. So it's a big week for the big two, week. To, you know, for two, two uh, young defensive leaders on this team. Big week. And and Alexander Walker for can, can, can get it popping for you quickly too, man. He, he can get yeah. it going for you quickly. So definitely can't, can't sleep on the Pelicans either. Avery Prince, I see you, man. Thanks for the super chat. All right, we're going to get to another call and then, then we'll get to our, our Knicks versus Bulls Game of the week preview. Uh, we're gonna go to Christian from the Bronx. Christian, what's going on? Christian, Christian, going once. Christian, Christian, yo, to, yo, what's yeah, loud and clear. What's good? Yep, what's good? All right, first time, first time caller, mm-hmm. uh, long time listener. No problem, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just been hearing a lot of like you know, stuff about Kemba. And about you know concerns about the defense, about his fit or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that you're not going to get better defense from a Trey Young, a Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. a Kyrie Irving. So whether those superstars are on this team, you're going to get that same defensive uh, concerns. You know what I'm saying? So what the problem really is with Kemba is that Julius is really dominating the ball while he's on the court. Like, he's really, to me, he's getting completely, like, zoned out the offense. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's averaging eight shots a game. And last year, he averaged 16 shots a game almost, and he averaged 20 points per game. Mm-hmm. So, in order for us to get what we want from Kemba, he has to average 15 shots a game at the very least. Because I'm a, I'm a huge Kemba fan, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a bit partial or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like the concern is just it's on the offensive end. We have to let Kemba be Kemba. Kemba's elite. Kemba's, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kemba could get a bucket. It's just that we have to let Kemba be Kemba. Kemba's not – this is this is not Kemba, you feel me? So, um, yeah. yeah, that's just my, my point of the call. I appreciate it. Appreciate the call, man. De- right, definitely, man. definitely appreciate it. Um, I mean, look <clears> – <throat> Does he have to be a lockdown defender? No, but, he, you know, you can't be a matador either. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't just abs- absolve him from from not playing from playing defense totally. You know what I'm saying? The the, the, the play on smart to take the game into into overtime. You know, you, you got to cover. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't let Marcus Smart just take a wide open three-point shot. That was on Kemba yeah. as we're looking yeah. at the play right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, like and that that second game against Orlando, remember I said he was more active. Like that's yeah, kind of more, more closer more. what you want to see. Like yeah. we don't we don't need elite defense. We don't right. need, you know. You're like I said, you're either going to get a bad night from Kemba defensively, or you're going to get decent. You know, and I and I would hope that we get decent Give me more decent. often. 
Just give me no, decent. Just, just, just and give me decent. He still might charge, you know, draw one or two charges a game, which is good. He's still gonna put his body right. out there, but but just to be sharp. That's all I'm saying. Just to be sharp. And I think offensively, I, the organization is still learning. They're learning him. Like, yeah. wh- what type of player is he? Is he is uh, is he at this point in his career? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if he were to be, you know, still one of those top scoring point guards, then you know, I'm pretty sure the team would adjust to that and make him a focal point of the offense. But if he is not there, if this is what Kemba's going to be then they just have to carve out a role for him in yeah. terms of minutes and just maximize that. And, and like I said, you know, even with all that, we're still third in the league in points per game. We're first in three-point attempts. Like, the Knicks offense statistically is still very promising, um, and they just got to figure out these little kinks here and there. And I Big think time. when you have a deep team, you, you're going to go through a transition where you're just trying to figure out what's the best role, who should be, you know, scoring more and who should be coming off the bench and who should be the closing lineup. They have a lot of good problems, but when you have a lot of good problems, it takes time to figure out what's the best solution. Yeah, that, that that's a fact, man. And that's going to be on tips to manage as we get into it. But look, still early, man, two and one on the campaign, J.D. And uh, I felt like, you know, it, we, we, we were on a seesaw this week. You know, we were on a, on a super high. And then last night brought us to a low. So, so we had to even it out. You know what I'm saying? We had to bring them back, bring them back to the middle, bring them back to the center and, and, and just focus real quick. We got a big week ahead, two and one on the campaign. We'll, we'll be all right, man. We'll yeah, the guy, the, the, the guy above saw me having too much fun. <laughs> Don't be having too much fun. He's like, oh, what? I'm going right. up, man. This is the cardiac Knicks after all, you know? <laughs> I told you, man. It ain't, it ain't always easy for us, man. So, so you know. Yeah, man. Nevertheless. I'm hoping I'm hoping tomorrow I can turn the, the, yeah. the oven and the stove back on. No man. question. No question, man. We got, we're got we going to win this one tomorrow, man. We're definitely going to win this one. Uh, Ooh, CP's confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I'm confident. go. Let's I'm confident, go. man. Let's, let's get it going. Uh, let me get my guy Corey in here. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you. Boys, CPJD on the ones and twos, giving you the week next weekly recap, the good, the bad, and, and the ugly. Uh, we're gonna get into our Knicks versus Bulls um, game of the week you. preview. Yes, sir. The Hardwood Herald, aka Corey Talba, is in the building. Let me go ahead and uh, just set you guys up. Corey, what's cool. good, bro? How, how you feeling, man? I'm I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Yo, doing all right. Doing all right, man. Hold on. Let me let me uh let me get you. I I, I know you're doing well, Corey. Yeah. Bulls, <laughs> yeah the, Bulls, you know. the Bulls looking good right now, man. They looking yeah. good, so. 4 0. Oh, 4. We tried to give Crazy, it away tonight, man. but All right. So, yeah, man. We got we got my guy Corey Talbot in here, aka the Hardwood Herald Bulls fan. Nevertheless, but uh but a basketball fan, man. And and Corey, man, your squad is coming in. The hottest team in the NBA right now, 4-0. and uh, You know, you got Lonzo out here wheeling and dealing. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. But, I mean, what's been your, your overall impressions of this team through four games, man? I mean, you know what? It, it's really eight games because they've taken the same energy that they had in the preseason, and they brought it over to the regular season. And, uh, you know, I, I know that a lot of people were skeptical of the Bulls mm. and, and how this team was put together, but this is the most excited and this is going into the year. This is the most excited I've been since Jimmy Butler was on the team. You know, these last few years, you know, when you, even when you know your team's going to be kind of bad, you got that, you know, fanatic optimism 
where uh, you're trying to talk yourself into some players that aren't actually, you know, any good. And uh, I just I couldn't really get there with with the squads the last few years. But but this year, you know, we made some some big splashy moves and and uh, I was all about it. I mean, it was free agency day was was the day I got married. So it was a great day nice. for me. I mean, I got married. We got DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball. You checking for the Woj bombs when you when you read your vows, man. It was oh, deep. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. real. <laughs> Uh, hold up before i say yes hold up yeah, yeah. Okay. oh we got, got lonzo all right yeah we, we got, got lonzo. lonzo we got lonzo <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 that's what's up man and congratulations once again man yeah, definitely you, uh you, salute to you on that um and, and speaking of lonzo man look this was a guy that some knicks fans wanted to channel my guy ck2k if he's watching because he was definitely a member of the lonzo hive but uh you got to be impressed with what you're seeing out of him man dropped the triple double the other night with with no turnovers been spearheading the bulls defense fans what's been your impressions alonzo so far bro he's a lot of fun man i mean he he's bringing the same energy i feel like he had at ucla you know when uh the last couple of years in new orleans like i don't know if he was having this much fun mm. um but he's playing with with a freedom that i feel like he hasn't really played with in, a, in at least a few years you know he's he's taking step back jumpers he's getting out transition he's he's actually even getting paint touches coming out of the pick and roll and um and you talk about the defense, I mean, just, just night and day from what we had last year. And, and he's really done a lot on the ball and off the ball to kind of spark this Bulls defense to make them competitive for the last, you know, eight games that he's been wearing the uniform, including the preseason. I mean, he's he's the start of it a lot of times. And, uh, I, you know, I was, I was definitely coming into the draft, I was a little skeptical of how he would translate, but mm-hmm. I got to give him credit because the way that – he's you know dealt with the adversity of of coming in hyped up like that kind of not living up to the expectations and and kind of rebounding off that and turning himself into the player that he has I mean he's the guy that every fan would love to have on their team and when he's on your team you kind of see all the little things that he does so I'm I'm thrilled that he's on the team and uh I mean it's it's a lot of fun CP you know uh Bulls going not not counting tonight's fourth game, but going yeah. into tonight, the Bulls were third or tied for second with the Hawks in scoring defense, and Lonzo Ball is a big part of that. So you guys, you, you, it looks like you guys got yourself a good addition. And you know, as a Knicks fan, the way we've started, uh, which has been a solid start, but defensively, kind of makes me think what could have been if he was a New York Knicks. So it's great, great addition, and yeah. you know, he's the Bulls star. He's been a very good, you know, part of of, of you guys' successful start. Has the, uh, Corey, has the defense surprised you? I mean, going in, into tonight's game against the Raptors, I mean, you guys had 13 steals, 11 block shots so far through that, and, and fourth in the league in on defense. I like the Caruso pickup. You know, a lot of people oh, yeah. a lot of people were getting on me when I was rating it. I rated it pretty high, and people was like, yo, oh, you overrating the pickup? I said, look, I felt like Caruso, along with Lonzo, is really going to help spearhead this Bulls defense, and it looks like they have so far. I'm not surprised at all. And, you know, I... Obviously, that was the big question mark for a lot of people about the Bulls. But Billy Donovan has a little bit of tibs in him that you know that he's going to get guys to play defense. Like, even last year, you'd be surprised at what the Bulls' defensive numbers actually were. You know, the Bulls' problem last year is they just couldn't put together on both sides of the floor. But they were solid, and Billy's never coached a bad defensive team. So I was I was expecting them to come out and be able to guard. Like, obviously, DeRozan, you know, he he's not – uh 
you know, Mr. Wing lockup defender by any means, but he even has had some impressive moments. He's had a lot of like weak side, like really good rotations that have been impressive. And I think one of the big things that's kind of underrated, like after the trades last year when the Bulls got Vucevic and, um, you know, they didn't live up to expectations. A lot of that had to do that Zach was, you know, away from the team for a while with health and safety protocols. But the Bulls were starting Daniel Tice and Vucevic mm-hmm. together in the front court for a lot of the year. And that's not how the NBA game is played now. You know what I mean? Now you got Patrick Williams at the four, which is his natural position. He was playing the three last year. Mm-hmm. And um, the Bulls are just switchable, man. And, and uh, I'm not shocked by it. Like you said, you mentioned Caruso. He's another guy like, when he's not on your team, you look at him cause, like he's a meme, but that dude, he could actually hoop, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and defensively, he's unbelievable. Like, quick hands, fights through it. Like, you don't realize how big he is, how strong he is, mm-hmm. how athletic he is until you watch him every night. So, uh, and, you know, we talked about Lonzo. I mean, the Bulls, the Bulls have a lot of defenders. You got yeah. a bunch of long, rangy wings off the bench. Uh, for when the Bulls go small. And um, we've even seen some Patrick Williams at the five in spurts early on. So I'm honestly not surprised. Now, you know, I add to that, the Bulls played Detroit twice without Cade Mm -hmm. Cunningham. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, we played New Orleans without Zion. You know, we're not exactly playing a murderer's row here, but you got to play who's in front of you. And and they've been taking care of business, right? So that's all you could ask. And um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not shocked. And it's going to be an important week speaking to that, I think, for both teams, Corey, because, you know, the Knicks, you know, are going to play the Sixers. They're going to play the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they play a few games and then, they, you know, they're going to play the the Milwaukee Bucks. They got some tough matchup. And even the Bulls, you know, looking at their schedule this coming week, they're going to play the Knicks is their next game. They have two days rest. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to play the Knicks. Then they play Utah. Then they're at Boston, at Philly and a home at home and then against Brooklyn. So I think for both teams in the next week or so, we're going to find out a lot with the, you know, increased competition. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like it's good to start out with that light schedule. You get in rhythm, right? It's kind of like an extended preseason, but it actually counts. But, you know, you mentioned those teams like Utah is going to be a team that's going to potentially be in the NBA finals if, if all goes well for them. Uh, The Knicks, you know, look, I'm born and bred New Yorker. I'm not somebody who's, thinking that the Knicks were just, you know, a one-hit wonder. I, you got you, you got leftovers from the, the Thibodeau Bulls on that team. I know how these, these dudes are going to bring it every night, you know? Like, the Knicks, the Knicks are – they're always going to be a tough a tough matchup. And, um, you know, we got Philly back-to-back, Brooklyn coming up. It's going yeah. to be tough for sure, for sure. Um, looking forward to the Boston game, though, because, I you know, watching them against the Knicks and on opening night, I'm I'm a little iffy on Boston as a competitive team in the East, to be honest with you. I yeah. they, they don't they it's a lot of pound 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 dribble shoot with that team, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't buy into the teamwork. I'm not saying they can't you know they're not going to beat the Bulls. They got two scorers who can go off at any minute in Tatum and Brown. But long term, I you know Boston's a team I got my eye on as a team that could be you know kind of the back end of the playoff picture. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and speaking of the two scores, look, the, the Bulls ha- have two two good ones, man, two all pros yep. in, in Levine and, and DeRozan. And even though, as you said, you know, the schedule is fairly light, I kind of felt like you guys won a lot of these games with, you know, Levine not really being the all-star that he was. Like, you know, your defense is, is really carried you. You're getting some contributions uh, you know, cr- across the roster. Um, so I think, I think that's what, you know, makes this team – um, uh, kind of dangerous is that you know Levine really hasn't even gotten gotten off to a hot start yet. 
No, you know, he had two big games to start the season off, but he hasn't really been like, you know, the, the guy who's putting up 30-something points per game the last two nights has been quiet. He started off slow. Still has his moments, still picks his spots, but that's the thing that's different about this Bulls squad yeah. uh, compared to years past. Like, a lot of these games that the Bulls are winning, they'd have lost, you know, last year the year before. Like, you know, Toronto came back even though the Bulls were up big. Last year, the Bulls give this game up. Uh, but when you have a guy like DeRozan and, and you know, people could hate on him because he's not a big three point shooter and whatnot. But when it comes down to it in, in the final minutes of the game, he knocks down free throws and he can get to his mid range shot whenever. Yeah. So to have another guy like that next to Zach and then he's a playmaker DeRozan, too. You mm-hmm. know, he, he can make plays in in isolation and pick and roll. So uh, and, and Zach as a spot up shooter is absolutely deadly. So to use Zach as a decoy sometimes is huge. It's huge. So. Uh, I, the DeRozan, DeRozan's been big, man. And like you said, they can both go off. They're both, you know, going to average over 20 points per game, it looks like. So it's been a smoother transition than I think people maybe thought it was going to be because I think their yeah. games actually complement each other pretty well. Well, uh, J.D., I mean, that that's going to be on R.J. and Fournier once again, man, just like the Tatum and Brown matchup. You know, R.J. and Fournier are going to get tested on the wings as well. You have two dynamic scorers in, in DeRozan and, and Levine and two guys that, that can get to the rim, that like uh, that like to get to the free throw line, rather. So, you know, R.J. and, and Fournier are certainly going to get tested on the perimeter. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm sure Corey would agree just because of um, – and I'm interested to hear what, you know, what Corey's – personal matchup that he's going to look forward to because you have you have a lot here you know with Mitch and and, and, and Mitch and Vucevic, Vucevic. you have yeah. Mitch and Vucevic you even have the young Patrick Williams and and Julius, Julius. Randle there you know that's gonna be a big uh, matchup. Kemba Kemba Lonzo Kemba you know, Lonzo uh, Derek, Derek Rose going back to Chicago yeah, yeah. against Lonzo <laughs> yeah there's a lot Bro- of like Rose you know, and Caruso I'm sure Caruso's gonna be trying to check Rose uh, right. uh AO and and quickly it's, it's gonna be some big matchups man yeah, there's going to be some big matchups. Um, and I, I'm just interested to see how the Knicks play in terms of who they put Fournier on. Do you go with mm-hmm. Levine? If you go Levine, now you, you know, you're dealing with Levine's athleticism. Um, but if, you know, what's the better matchup? If you go RJ on, on you know, DeRozan, DeRozan is a solid vet, very savvy, knows, yeah. knows how to get to his spots. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see how the Knicks mix and match um, all around the, the, the board, though. There's some there's some very intriguing matchups. Cool. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you guys, yeah. who, you, who do you think RJ is going to start on? You know, I know he's saying he wants to come out and be that guy who takes the best player every night. He's got to go out of so Levine. He's got to go out of Levine. Yeah, I think I think it's DeRozan. You think it's DeRozan? I think yeah, I think because, he's gotta go at because I think I think because uh, the Rosens get well, I guess you can say, you know, if 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 you can live with the twos, if you really want to look at it that way. But then see, people say that a lot about the Rosen. But when he's on, he kind of dictates the game a little bit. He can he can really control the game. And he's he's an underrated passer. You yeah, know, last year with the, with, with the Spurs, he played a lot of a playmaker role. And I believe he had a career high in assists. So yeah. um, you can use RJ's strength against uh, DeRozan's mid-range game. You put him on Levine. Now, you know, Levine likes to run around a little bit sometimes. And when he's hot, he's shooting from anywhere. Now RJ now has to do that. Kind of rather have him be more compact on a DeRozan yeah. matchup and kind of see. So I don't know, man. I think you, you start one way. And then you see so how you see who gets hot and who doesn't, and then you kind of mix and match. That's how I would do it. 
Uh, I gotta see. I gotta see how Mitch fares. Well, first off, he's gonna get tested by Embiid tomorrow night uh, on Tuesday night. But I gotta see Mitch against Vucevic because Vucevic has killed the Knicks. He's averaging he's averaging double double, eighteen and ten against the Knicks in his career. That's gonna be an interesting matchup. But Mitch has got to because the Bulls can't go small on you. But I think Mitch, if Mitch can help control the boards and battle Vucevic on the boards, I think that gives up a, gives us a leg up in the game as well. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough matchup for Vucevic because yeah, man, I was watching the, the Knicks the other day and Mitch is huge, man. <laughs> yeah. Like Lock, he is Lock, Lock huge. Ness is flexing. He's flexing every play. If he's he can like, be healthy out there, he's a good look. You know, because he came into the league, he he didn't have like this big body. Now he's he's got some thickness to him, and uh, mm-hmm. and I mean he's tall as hell, long as hell. It's it's gonna be a tough matchup for Vucevic. Um, you know, I th- I guess you know the for Vucevic. Mitch isn't a threat from the three-point line, so right. he could kind of concentrate staying around the hoop. So he's got that going for him. But that athleticism and that length, and, and you know, it's it's a huge part of the Knicks, you know, game getting him back, having him healthy this year. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I also feel like you know, for the Knicks, what they've shown so far, at least early in this season, is um, being able, being able to execute out in transition. And that's where the second unit, to me, comes into play when you have Rose. You have quickly Burks and especially Obi Top, and I think that's an area where they need to capitalize. You know, Bulls half court defense has been solid, but if the Knicks can force them in some tough shots, get the rebound and get out and push, I think that's another area where the Knicks may have an advantage. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm, I mean, transition is when chaos occurs, right? That's when you get mismatches, cross matches, and and you look up and down the roster. You, you know, Derrick Rose putting pressure on the defense. You got you know guys like Fournier and and quickly who are going to be running the wings, running the break. You got to run out, try to you know contest on those guys. You got Mitch running to the rim. I mean, it, the Knicks are a problem in transition, and you know we're not even talking about what what Julius could do. You know, as a trailer, and and I mean. It's uh, they're they're a handful in, in the in transition for sure, and and that's going to be a challenge for for the Bulls. And I think that's one of the areas where Caruso is going to have to step up in in this game. You know, he's a guy that's going to bring that energy, and and he likes to play fast, get out and in transition. He's got to do it defensively too. And I I think he's you know maybe for the Bulls he'd be their defensive uh, X factor out in transition, trying to stop the Knicks. Corey, how's their how's their like overall bench? You know, in terms of overall rotation uh, options that mm. the Bulls have, all you know, off the bench. You know, we talk about the Knicks bench. You know, the Knicks having a bunch of options on the offensive end, and them being one of the top, in my opinion, you know, bench in the NBA. Where do the Bulls fall into in that conversation in terms of bench? Who are their their weapons? Are are they you know are they developing some guys, or is that an area that still needs improvement? In your opinion. Well, we're missing one of our biggest bench pieces in Kobe White right now. Yeah, you know, he's, big piece. he's still nursing a shoulder thing. I think when when he comes back, the Bulls bench is going to be, you know, pretty deadly. Um, having him come off it and just firing away. But right now, Caruso's really the only consistent piece. Uh, the Bulls don't have a second big man really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's Vucevic and and that's it. You know, you, you could say Tony Bradley, but he hasn't really played this year. I think he's he's hurt. Um, and then it's kind of a a bunch of rangy wings. You got um, you know Alize Johnson, you got Javante Green, you got Troy Brown Jr. And so far, you've had at least one of those guys step up on any given night. And when they're when the Bulls have been at home, those guys have brought so much energy to the bench. Um, you know, they don't have a ton of size, and that's the problem with the Bulls bench right now. 
all those guys bring something. They they can, you know, uh, hit the offensive glass, kind of, you know, get in passing lanes, cause havoc defensively. They're great rotating over. They bring energy. And, and again, you know, when the Bulls are at home, it's a big, big help. Uh, when the Bulls are on the road and you really, that's when you really need your benches to kind of, you know, bring Step it up. is yeah. when, yeah. Yeah, you know, is in road games. Um, that's, it's hard for the bench to be consistent in those uh, situations. So, you know, I think that's going to be something the Bulls are going to have to look to upgrade at some point. But again, you know, Kobe White's a big piece of that. And when he comes back, you know, it'll, it'll be a major help in, you know, hoping the, the Bulls bench plays consistently. Cause right now it's, it's Caruso and, and that's kind of, yeah. It. And, and, and yeah. And, and you're guessing after that, but yeah, yeah. shout out Andrew H in the chat that reminded us Kobe White had banged uh, eight threes on the Knicks. I think it was last yeah. year. So, uh, yeah, when, when he comes back that, that bench will definitely be interesting to see. But as you said, you know, with Vucevic and, and not much else in size, I think again, that's an area where the Knicks look to capitalize, get on the mm-hmm. boards between Julius, Mitch, OB, you know, RJ is going to be needed to get on the boards. Burks is a good rebounder as well. So I think, you know, controlling glass is certainly an area that can help us. And then again, if, if we can get out and transition, get out and run, uh, we, we will, we'll be all right. I, I think it's a good matchup, though. I think it's a very, very interesting matchup uh, between these two teams. Very evenly matched. So uh, let's see how that uh, how that all shakes out. What What's your gut telling you this early? I know it's early in the season. But what, what's your gut telling you about uh, the, the whole Levine contract situation? I mean, look, the Bulls season goes as well as it has so far. And, and, you know, they're one of the teams that are competing for home court. I think, you know, it's going to be an easy opening day of free agency. Yeah. Zach Levine signed a max extension and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it. Uh, I, I mean, I think I, I don't foresee the Bulls unless they get really hurt by injuries um, or there's some kind of COVID outbreak or, or whatnot. I think the Bulls are going to be there come playoff time you know whether that's you know they're fighting for home court whether it's you know the six seven eight who knows but i think they'll be there and and for zach that's what he wants he just wants to be in the playoffs he wants to be on that stage he wants to show that you know he's not this guy that has the label of you know uh he could score a lot of points maybe he's an all-star but he doesn't lead to winning right Mm -hmm. guys shed that label all the time devin booker shed it last year trey young shed it last year i think zach wants to add his name to that conversation so as long as they do that i mean he's got to be happy with how hard management went out and, you know, put pieces around him and built the team around him. So, yeah. Um, I don't really know where else he would go. Um, outside of maybe, you know, come play with tips, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's that's really it. With tips, man. So, so, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, outside of that, it's like, you know, he's not going to go to a bigger market outside of New York. And, uh, you know, I don't know what other teams that are actually competing can afford him. So, I know you guys really it would be it's probably going to come down to Chicago or New York, but yeah. he's built a home in Chicago and uh, I think he's having fun playing with the group that he's playing with. So, you know, as a Bulls fan, I could only hope it, it keeps going as well as it has with this 4-0 start. I actually see Levine kind of in a similar situation Julius Randle was in yeah. last season, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In terms of when you look at even trajectory of career, when you looked at some of the, you know, naysayers and and can can his stats impact winning um can he experience the playoffs can he be the guy i think levine is kind of feeling the same thing so he's in a unique situation where he's not one of those stars that has gone into free agent year like a Kawhi that it's championship or bust mm-hmm. so it looks you know that's the all that's the feeling that i get as well that levine just wants to be in a position where he can compete in the playoffs and he can elevate and show that and and then you know he'll be friendly with the team and and sign a long-term deal so i think anything other than 
potential just flat out disappointment. Um, yeah. I think it, I think it would be really difficult to see him in another uh, uniform. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one, man. Uh, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CPJD, Corey Tyler with the Harvard Herald in the building. Just talking uh, Knicks versus Bulls. Preview the game of the week, man. Bulls 4-0. and Knicks 2-1. and Hopefully get another W against Philly. And now we got a real, real nice primetime matchup on Thursday. Is this a, is this a TNT game? Or is this a... Uh... This is a seven thirty game. I don't remember. I know the Philly game is is a uh, is a TV is a TNT game, I believe. Or is this it the is this is going to be no, it's, it's eight o'clock. Uh, oh, so this is a TNT game. No, this is just a regular. Nah, game. Oh, this MSG. is regular yeah, regular MSG. MSG in Chicago. Okay, yeah. so yeah, yeah, so tomorrow's tomorrow's game is a TNT game. And then Thursday, uh, and then Thursday, just just a regular game. All right, well, let's see what happens, man. So let's everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up. Button for you boys. First week in the books for the NBA. Uh, a couple other news as we go around the league, man. Knicks news, actually. It looks like somebody somebody had dropped this on uh, on Instagram and Twitter last week. It looked to be what looks to be the new Knicks City jerseys. Just a little semblance of it, JD. And I think it, this could be it. Obviously, it doesn't have the numbers on it, but it has a lettering. It looks like an all-black jersey. So the fans have been piping for for all black jersey, and then it has what looks to be a little tribute to the '98 or the late '90s jerseys that had like the little black strap down the side and the piping around the the, the trim. Then it's got the NYC logo on the top. I mean, I gotta see the, how the numbers look, but so far I gotta see how the rest of the kit looks. But so far, I like it, man. I don't know, man. A lot of people, it's been been mixed reviews. But what's been your thoughts on it, Jay? I just think that, you know, the mixed reviews are part of the fans. You know, it seems like the Knicks are teasing us when you see the yeah. warm-ups. So the yeah. warm-ups that resembled, you know, the the uh, the, the 90s. And, yeah, the late and 90s. This. They're, yep. Yeah, they're, they're giving us a little – it's like they're teasing us. And I think the Knicks fan base, that's the real, you know, uniforms that they want the Knicks to – to you know uh to roll out so but this one like you said i gotta see it with the with the numbers man um i have to get used to it you know the all the whole the black and now with these new city uniforms it's it's yeah. very creative um but i gotta see the numbers man i'm it's all right it's all right it's not too bad cory cory what's, what's your take on these man uh i i kind of like it i mean yeah. it's i i think that you know, when you have classic brands like the Knicks, the the Celtics, the the Lakers, the Bulls, simplicity is the way to go. You know, mm -hmm. like it, it, the there's so much history in jersey design for these teams. So, um, I, I, I again, you got to see the numbers, you got to see the shorts, yeah, you got to see, see what the whole fit looks like. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I think it's off to a, a pretty good start. You know, as as far as like the '90s jerseys, I think those maybe will come next year. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I know they did remix jerseys for the classic editions for the 75 years. So I don't think this is the year. And and uh, by the time next year rolls around, all these guys will kind of establish themselves a little bit more as like a consistently good Knicks team. It feels like like the right time to bring them back. Mm -hmm. But but uh, these current ones, I, I, I kind of like them right now. You know, it's I, I'll tell you what, there's definitely going to be worse jerseys coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's my question, though. How does that jersey have the whole quote-unquote official tag on it 
see the tag hanging. And yeah, I think everything. this was a purposeful leak, <laughs> so how, man. I think yeah, this was like, a purposeful Yeah, like, how do you leak? have the tag, but then there's no number on yeah. the jersey? Like, it does, like <laughs> if that's a legitimate jersey, how come it doesn't even have a number? Now, like, it's, yeah, something, something it's is... Like, something it's like we're right going to the spread. beach. I will say, the one thing that got me thinking it wasn't official is if you look at... There's no, um, like, size tag, like, printed on size tag. Mm. Oh, up, on up the, where the, yeah, on the bottom. I think I see it on the bottom, but or, it's, no, it's kind of dark. Up top, like on oh, the neck. Top, on the neck. On the neck. So if you Got look, you. if you look, you could see on the backside the NBA logo stitch. And yeah. if you like get a, if you get a jersey from like, uh, you know, China from like DH Gate or yeah, something, yeah. that's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like a full teach. It looks like a replica. So, um, so it. You know, I don't know if it's definitely the jersey. Just that was the one thing that I was questioning. Like. You know, there's there's no printed on yeah. size tag in the neckline. You could you can only see and because the the jerseys now like the replicas they're like they're pretty legit now. They come with the tags. They come with the bottom. You know, so but that that threw me off a little bit. Everybody in the chat that has the Chinese versions, they're like, yeah, yeah. we know what you're talking these, about. These cool. are Chinatown joints. <laughs> so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. My guy, J. Cal's in the building. Jason Cal Cannon. Salute to J. Cal in here. Salute to uh, all the mods once again. Knicks Fan TV Day. Appreciate you, Ari. Appreciate it. We are here. Just wrapped up the Knicks Weekly, the good, bad, and ugly. And my guy, Corey Tobb of the Hardwood Herald was in here. We we're talking Knicks versus Bulls game of the week. Um, fellas, what, what anything else uh, you know around the league that uh, stuck out to you? I mean, I, 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 I wanted to ask yeah. Corey a question because uh, we had, you know, he was on with uh, I think we did the mock draft, right, Corey? You remember yeah. that we mm-hmm. did the mock draft, mm-hmm. and Corey's been on for a few draft shows. So yeah. I was actually, you know, excited, you know, to to share the show with you today because I actually wanted to ask you. It's only three games, but yep. um, you know, in terms of the rookies so far in the NBA who I, I don't want to go on the negative side because three games is, is, is yeah. not enough. Yeah. Right. But on mm-hmm. the, on the other end, is there a player that has surprised you so far? Is there a player that has, you know, even validated what you thought coming in uh, within the first, even if you even want to go to preseason into the first three games, you know, who are some of those players for you? I'll tell you who val- I feel validated by the off night. Davion Mitchell, like Ooh. I feel like I was, I was Killing on an right island, now, man. I was Killing on an right island now. with Davion Mitchell as yeah. far as like you know the internet because he was a little older. He's six foot in yeah. socks, the yeah. only NBA player that was going to be forced to play in socks, man. That you know they were given his <laughs> tight without shoes. Um, but like yo, he won the national title. <laughs> you know he was putting up monster numbers, and yeah. I knew his game was going to translate. And now he's just he's putting he's just putting the clamps on dudes on a nightly nice. basis, yeah. starting. Starting his career, Garden Dame, Steph, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, and like locked and stepping out. in right away. You're locked like, yo, this up, dude man. might he, he might be All NBA yeah. defense as a rookie. So as far as validation goes, um, you know, I was banging that drum hard, uh, but surprising. I, I don't know if surprising is the right word, but I'm a little shocked by how quickly like Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes, oh, man, even though they yeah. were the third and they fourth pick. They look good, pick, man. They look good. They look, like, phenomenal. And Scotty Barnes is doing stuff that... I feel like he's going to be know, a star, bro. Yeah, I yeah. Think he's, he's he locked up Jalen Brown he, the other day. Right after, his full body, CP, the night after Jalen Brown cooked us, yeah. Scotty Barnes locked him up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to be a beast, man, on both ends of the floor. He went to the right spot, man. Like, there were yeah. a lot of places that it could have gone wrong. Like... I, wrong is the is the wrong way to put it. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was going to be good no matter what, right? But, like, you put him, let's say Jalen Suggs 
does go to Toronto and Scotty Barnes goes to Orlando yeah, and now he's, he's in a front he's court yeah. with yeah. Wendell Carter, Mobamba, Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac, yeah. and now it's crowded. They all kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Right. So you put them in Toronto and now they're running. Eventually they're going to have a lineup that looks exactly. Everybody looks like Scotty Barnes. <laughs> yeah, like that Ananobi, is the wing like factory, Pascal bro. Siakam. Toronto I mean, is the wing factory, man. <laughs> everybody's going to be six, nine two forty on that team. Facts. <laughs> you know, so uh, he went to the right spot. And Mobley, yeah. man, Mobley, like, again, like, I don't think, I don't know if he's going to be a number one option. I don't think he's the next AD. But you look at what that dude's doing right away, defensively, how smooth he's scoring. Like, he, you could slide him in anywhere and he was going to make it happen. I'm I'm a big, big fan. I'm, I'm glad that he's he's kind of figuring it out so early. Because in yeah. the summer league, in the preseason, you know, he had moments where he looked like he wasn't going to handle the physicality. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like. So, uh, but regular season, that's what those, these are the games that matter. And he's, yeah. he's come out and he's looked awesome. Um, uh, you got yeah. Josh Giddy playing well. Josh, 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 Josh Giddy had a good up. game last night. They, I forgot who they played, uh, but he dropped about 18, 18 and six. So Josh Giddy looking good. He, he's for, a surprise for me because, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I didn't do much. You know, I relied on the draft, the draft analysts and experts, but from, you know, you saw what we were doing the show, CP, we were shocked when, you know, these teams moved up and Memphis moved up yeah, and they thought they Josh were going to get him, and then OKC got him. <laughs> and, you know, all the talk about what's going on, he, he's a reach. And then, you know, now to see him play that, he's been a surprise for me personally um, yeah. so far. And, and no surprise, fun, man. Yeah, and no surprise for me, uh, as people in the chat said, Jalen Green, man. Jalen Green, yeah. um, he, he's, he's going to be a star himself. Absolute beast. Well, who do you have as the best? Uh, and if you had a player, has anything changed in terms of who you have as the best player in this draft in five years? I mean, look, I still think I would take Cade first. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't seen him. He's been hurt. Mm-hmm. That's kind of unfortunate. I, he's, you know, I was really looking forward to see what he looks like in the NBA. Um, but so far, it's kind of played out. You know, I, I could definitely see a path for any one of these guys taking in the top four, though. Like, it, none of it would shock me. Um, I mean, Jalen Green, eight threes, 30 points the other night, you know, big time, you know, athleticism absolutely popped. Uh, like we said, we talked about Mobley. We talked about Scotty Barnes. And uh, I mean, it's going to be a situation where you could have the first five picks and maybe some other guys in this draft all could be all stars at some point in their careers. And that's very atypical for for drafts. So uh, I- I'm just excited to watch the entire process play out for these dudes because you know this is one of the the best crops of talent that you're gonna find it's deep and it had high-end talent there's not a lot of drafts that have both like that so uh the whole year it's it's gonna be interesting to see their progress um i'm I'm gonna be charting their progress on you know my youtube you know kind of looking to do Mm -hmm. like weekly updates (laughs) for who's popping off so Mm -hmm. um um, but yeah, real exciting. I'm I'm so I'm stoked that all of these guys have, have popped off. I'm a little upset that Jared Butler's looked as good as he has because you know uh, we, both we of our teams. Corey, I told you, I told you he was. I told you they were worried. I told you teams were worried about yeah. the health, and but you know obviously like, I, it was a mistake. And and you know I was at Barclay that night, and I'm uh, I, I'm sitting there the Bulls second round pick, and I'm like, oh. He's still on the board. He's still on the board. And then, you know, we passed on him um, for the hometown kid. But, uh, 
Jared Butler, that kid, that kid could play too. All the way into the second round, you got guys in this draft that yeah, are that are yeah. balling out. And, and we still, you know, Grimes and McBride will come through too, man. We, oh we, yeah, we, you know, our guys, Tibbs is Tibbs is just, you know, letting them simmer a little bit. But we'll we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see them unleashed at some point, man. So yeah, as, as you said, man, definitely a, d- a deep draft class, and uh, looking forward to seeing how these kids continue to grow. Uh, also around the league, a friend of the program, Mello. Passes Moses Malone for ninth all-time in the scoring list, man. 28 points for Melo, saving the Lakers' season against the Memphis Grizzlies. Lakers were on the, on the verge of an epic implosion. Three games in, you got you got the White and AD beefing on the sidelines. So, of course, <laughs> Melo had to come through and save them from themselves. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And, and he all sh- the doubters running. CP, all the doubters do. running. And and then here, here's LeBron when they ask him about Melo. Oh, oh, everybody gave up on him. I'm like, bro, you you signed Jared Dudley over this guy <laughs> two years ago when Melo, the banana broke brother, brother, was sitting on the sidelines and he said, uh, let's go Jared Dudley instead. So give me a break, man. Like, you know, I like LeBron, but come on, man. Sometimes he's just full of himself talking about everybody gave up on him. You included. Can't, can't make it up, right. man. You see, the, I, I you also, see the campaign thing with, with LeBron? Which campaign? Campaign, he was talking. Oh, yes, LeBron I was... did. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After Phoenix was serving him their lunch at home, LeBron was salty, man. Yeah. Ah, so a lot of pressure in wait, LA wait, right when now. He was, when he was playing the bottle against the Knicks, you know, he didn't say <laughs> it was all good. Then. It was all good, right? All good. Now, all now good. you got to be a good sport when you're watching the Lakers up, man. I wonder if this mellow performance opens the door a little bit for, you know, because Dwight even, you know, not to, yeah. I don't think Melo's extent in terms of uh, impact or scoring, but Dwight was out of the league for a little bit. He came back mellow. I wonder if it opens the door for some of the, you know, other vets because um, this, this is a young league. So I'm happy. I'm happy for Melo. Um, when you see that, maybe someone else, you know, Isaiah Thomas has tried to get back in. Joe Johnson has tried to get back in. Um, you know, so we'll see if it opens the door for another team to take a risk on, you know, another player. So, yeah, that, that that's a fair point, man. We'll see how the whole Laker thing goes. I still don't like the whole Brody trade. I, I think it, it's, it's just, I don't see it working. I don't see it working for him, but Hey, they went all in for this. Let's we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But I'm happy for Melo. Nevertheless, you know what I'm saying? All right. Well, Good show, everybody. Great job, Corey. Great job, JD. Salute to everybody in the chat once again, man. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. It's been a great show. We'll be back at it tomorrow night. Knicks versus Sixers. Can the Knicks bounce back? You know, we almost had Armageddon on our hands. Uh, Last night, Corey, after that loss to the Magic Man. So we so we got to bounce back, bro. Chat had to be on fire. Chat was on fire last night, man. So uh, let everybody know where they can find you, man. Definitely appreciate the time, bro. Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter, at Corey Tulliba. Um, just launched uh, with a bunch of other great draft uh, analysts, including um, Alex from uh, you know Nick's, uh, Nick's Draft, Draft mm-hmm. Film School, who's part of the team yep. called No Ceilings. Um, you know, we're right now every day during the week, we're going to be dropping uh, a new preview for the best uh, NBA draft prospects from each conference. We dropped the ACC today, talked a little bit about Paolo Boncaro, um, you know, some other guys, little AJ Griffin, uh, just guys to watch. Uh, you can check out the YouTube video, NBA draft dude on, on YouTube. And, um, I'm be, I'm going to be bringing the heat this year with the film session, man. I'm going, I'm going crazy. 
I'm changing. Mm. I, I got the game messed up this year. I'm telling. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm throwing out it. warnings to all the draft dudes out there. Let's go. I, you, I'm not playing this year. Let's get mm. it going, man. Let's get it going. Well, you know, you know, you're never a stranger on this show, man. So we'll we'll definitely yeah. have you on uh, again. But again, definitely appreciate it, and uh, good luck to your Bulls, man. Let's go Knicks. Yeah. But uh, hey, I just gotta it. say too, the yeah. the documentary, my man, the fire. Appreciate you know, I, it, bro. Yeah, so good. I mean, any, I'm sure everybody in the chat watching now has already watched the documentary. Fantastic you voyage. It, you got you to check it out because, you know, it's it's everything. It's community, the Knicks fandom. I mean, Chuck D, legendary. Yeah. I mean, we had, we had you in it. You, you, we, we had, yeah, you, I was, we I had you in it a couple that. times, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man, I uh, definitely appreciate it, man. And for everybody in the chat, go ahead and catch. Go watch Fantastic Voyage right now, man. Definitely yeah. out on the main page. But, uh, yeah, Corey, definitely appreciate uh, all your contributions to the channel, man. No doubt about it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me again, man. Well, anytime, anytime. I'm always down to come on. Yes, sir. That was uh, Corey Taliba. And salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Knicks versus Sixers. Can we bounce back and get a W? We'll be back. You know where to find us, man. Knicks Post Game Live, presented by Manscaped. Number one show for the fans by the fans. The best or nothing. Remember that uh, these shows are also available in audio podcast format. You can go to KnicksFanTV.com to find tonight's show link. Uh, so for JD, CP the Franchise here. We will see you guys uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow night, man. Knicks versus Celtics, man. Peace. I told you, I'm about to put on a suit and tie, look like Jerome or something with that mirror, cause when you look good, you ain't got to worry about nobody telling you how you look, so never mind what the haters say, they want to hate what they love in the franchise, with spice that is the orange with the blue skies, there's no city more famous with the nightlife, we celebrate feeling good as the Knicks, right? They want to hate what they love in the franchise. The spice set is the orange with the blue skies. There's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good as the Knicks, right? We all know right now who brought the city back. Tell the Rose Noel ties us running back. With Burke said he inking in that new contract. Some new money have you pushing that made back. I hear the talk, Katie say we ain't cool no more. We'll tell that to the bar clays when they open the door. Before the game, red carpets get rolled out. You see the stars attendance mean we sold out. Ain't no arena feeling like this gym. Clyde with that brim. Nick Jersey with some butter Tims. This for the ones that continue to love the hate. And how Max went from his first to his last take. They say, Boogie, why you talk like that? I'm spitting bars, so I'ma talk like that. Yeah, the media got me feeling like that. Mm-mm. My James Brown saying this is my payback. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With spice set is the orange with the blue skies. There's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good as the Knicks life. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With spice set is the orange with the blue skies. There's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good as the Knicks Right. Some real fans to the game, that mean we stay loyal Twist the cap off the top so you can crown royal I promise you about to see a league mess I'm right beside Mr. Worldwide West Gunning, championship Escobar with the cigar The next track, Mr. Dolan on the guitar 
play that. In fact, this is a new anthem. anthem. Tell Mr. Isler, you need a new hawk anthem. anthem. Everybody put your hands in the air. I want to see you with your hands in the air. Celebrate your life. Everybody put your hands in the air. I want to see you with your hands in the air. You a Nick for life. They don't live how we live when we do what we do. We do what we do. They don't do it. We represent to the fullest. Just that orange and blue. Just that orange and blue. You a nick for life. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With Spice said it, it's the orange with the blue skies. It's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good as the next life. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With Spice said it, it's the orange with the blue skies. It's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good as the next life.